This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. The Independent Commission of Remuneration for Public Office Bearers. Yes, the Independent Commission of Remuneration of Public Office Bearers has recommended that the President, Ministers and Deputy Ministers, Premiers, Members of Parliament, Judges and traditional leaders get a salary increase. There, of course, has been criticism of this, and we saw criticism last year also when I think a 3% increase was given last year. So there's already criticism and uh, of the proposal to raise the public office bearer salaries by 3.8%. And uh, the argument is, is that millions of South Africans are still living in poverty and that the unemployment rate is soaring. South Africa has, of course, one of the largest cabinets in the world compared to other countries. The employment, the employment and labor expert, managing director of, of course, uh, Molatudi Attorneys is Osborne Molatudi. And of course, I'm going to bring Osborne into the conversation right now. Osborne, welcome to Power 98.7. Welcome to Power Perspective. How are you, Osborne? Uh, good evening, Denzel, and good evening to your listeners. And I'm hoping that I'm talking to the right non-Manchester United fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so don't be harsh on me. It wasn't me. It, it was, was just a, a mistake by Luke Shaw in the last <laughs> last nine minutes. Mm. Look at look at look at you rubbing it in and bringing it in, but it wasn't you, Osborne. It really wasn't you. You know, you what was that name? Shaggy. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't you me. Know, it wasn't me. You know, and, you know, Osborne. To 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 follow on a to follow on a conversation where Barbara Masakela was holding the spot, is a tough one. So it's a tough one to follow on. You know. So that's going to be my. My my challenge to you, Brur, you know, how how do you follow up on a on a convo with, with Barbara Masakela, you know? <laughs> well, mine is to focus on how much it costs us to have this public <laughs> official. Absolutely. So I'm not an analyst, but I'll do my best there, uh, Denzel. Absolutely no. Let's 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 have a conversation, uh, just 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 about it. Uh, and and of course you you you're not in the employment and labor uh, 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 space for for nothing. Tell, tell me something, uh, Osborne, just in the beginning. A, yes. a, a figure of 3.8%. Um, yeah. that, that is, of course, just, you know, uh, it's recommended at this particular point. I mean, you know, that's I, I, I think we need to make the argument and suggest that it's recommended at this particular point. It does come, of course, um, it does come, of course, from uh, the Independent Commission for the Remuneration of Public Office Bearers. So it's a recommendation, but the figure of 3.8%, if I if I said it to you and I said, these are high-ranking, you know, members of parliament, president, deputy president, mem- you know, members of, 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 of uh, political parties, not so... Pot- members of political parties and and judges and the likes and and one would assume one would assume firstly and maybe rightly that you know on on average they they earn 
an above average salary. So I'm going to put a lot out there so that maybe, uh, you know, there's context to the, to the number I'm asking you and the question I'm asking you. One would assume if you were a judge, you were earning, you know, really, really well. One would assume if you're the president of the country, you're earning really, really well. And the figure now branded about, about the president is 3 million rand. Some would argue, you know, to be the president of the country comparative to what other people in business are earning. Is very is a very very low salary. The only the yeah. other the other aspect about that is is that you know you you are a civil servant after all, and then I want to bring the context of where we are in as a country and where the inflation rate is, where the unemployment rate is, and all sorts of other things. And now I'm going to ask you the question: the figure of three point eight percent. Does it, under all of those circumstances and scenarios, scenarios. feel like a high number? Um, is the yes and no, and I'm going to answer this like a typical lawyer. Yeah. Um, and why I say the yes and no is that the intended recipient mm. also have uh, what we can refer to as cost of living. Yeah. Uh, to deal with. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, we, you have taxpayers who, uh, because of a number of uh, other economic factors, mm. and the fact that they are the ones to foot the bill. Uh, in accommodating that uh, proposed or recommended increase, mm. will have every right to be concerned. Mm, mm. But before uh, one can justify their concern, I think the best place to start with, for the benefit of your listeners, yeah. is how did this recommendation come about? Yeah. So please allow me to take your listeners to Section 219 of our Constitution, sure. which says the following. And I'll summarize. It simply says that an act of parliament must establish a framework for determining a, the salaries, allowances, and benefits of members of the National Assembly, mm. permanent delegates to the National Council of Provinces, members of the cabinet, deputy ministers, traditional leaders, and members of any councils of traditional leaders and the upper limit of salaries, allowances, or benefits of members of provincial legislatures, members of executive councils, and members of municipal councils of the different categories. And that will also further down, without having to go through the entire section, include uh, judges, magistrates, the public uh, protector, you name it. And that national legislation, which is referred to in Section 219 of our Constitution, is what one will call... Uh, it's a long name, but uh, let me just say it for the benefit of your listeners, so mm. that when we comment and critique, we, yeah. comment, we do so from an informed perspective. Mm. That legislation is called the Independent Commission for the Remuneration of Public Office Bearers Act, number 9-2 of 1997, as amended sure. from time to time. Sure. I'm being deliberate by highlighting this because it, it goes to show that this is not a recommendation that comes out of collective bargaining mm. between mm. an employer and trade unions. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is a statutory process. The methodology is very different. Mm. Exactly. And it's very technical. It's elaborative. I need to emphasize it's yeah. elaborative. Yeah. It's not one one where you know a commission will say today and tomorrow, here is a proposed recommendation mm. uh, to uh, to be made to the state president. It's a very elaborative process which involves the following stakeholders, mm. if you don't mind. Yeah, 
Carry on. Uh, those stakeholders are Minister of Finance, mm. Chief Justice, Minister of Justice and Correctional Services, mm. Lower Court Remuneration Committee, and Remuneration Subcommittee of the Heads of Court. Yeah. Latter, uh, obviously, representing the judges. Mm. Osborne? That's the process, and that's how the recommendation comes about. I thought sure. I should just explain the, the process that they follow, yeah. etc. So when I say it's a yes or no, yeah. the no in the sense that uh, it is clear from their report. One of the things that I need, I need to mention to your listeners is that once this commission has done its work, independent commission has done its work, they are then obliged to publish by way of a government gazette, yeah. what is it that they recommend to the state president? And there's a there's a simple reason for this. These are public officials, and we need to know, as members of the public, as taxpayers, as to how much they earn and what process was followed, mm. and thereby entitling them to a, a particular recommended salary increase. Mm. So I therefore invite your listeners to have a look at Government Gazette number 694 mm. of 21 April. Sorry, apology. Mm. Government Gazette volume 694 of 21 April 2023, number 484588. Mm. And that explains the entire process undertaken by the commission before coming to the recommended figure of 3.08%. Sure. And, and and within that particular context then also, um, uh, um, you, you might have well as just as well as added that Parliament is responsible for approving uh, the president's salary uh, because he is the president, he can't approve his, but the president then of course can decide on 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 the others. And so if he if he accepts whatever is being put in front of him, uh, then Parliament is the one responsible for that p- particular aspect around his particular salary. So in the same uh, uh, published document, you mm. will see that there is Schedule A that talks about what is being proposed, the analysis of the budget, etc. Mm. That will be the, the table showing the commission budget analysis, the recommendation, as well as the president's determination, and then and then so on and so on. It's a it's a it's a fairly pretty straightforward document, mm. but yes, I must disclose that it's very technical uh, in relation to payroll matters, etc. What is also interesting, Denzel, is yeah. that um, one would also come across uh, part B, which makes reference to the senior Hoysan leader and the branch heard as legislated in the traditional and Hoysan Leadership Act mm. um, of 2019. You'll recall that, again, there was a super rigorous process in terms of which the Hoysan nation were crying out loud of the leadership, mm. and mm. that has since been accommodated. And because of that accommodation, uh, then it means, uh, you know, the ability of the taxpayers grew wider and wider to accommodate uh, them as members of public officials, mm. uh, public office bearers referred to as POBs. Mm. What, 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 what then, Osborne, do you begin to make? And, and, and what, what you have nicely put out and illustrated is the mechanism that begins to guide a process as into how they get to a particular figure of 3.8%. 
And 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 so the other conversation that then begins to happen is one of an acceptance or 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 one where one would begin to critique and or begin to question, you know, the status quo in the country and look at other particular kind of numbers. For example, I could give you a lot of numbers and I can give you data. 30.4 million live below the upper bound poverty line of 1,268 uh, rand. Uh, 13.8 million rand live below the food poverty line. South Africa has one of the highest unemployment rates. The World Bank says South Africa is one of the most unequal societies in the world. The unemployment rate, uh, unofficially and officially, whichever one you decide, well, the official one, 32.7%. Unemployment for the demographic of job seekers between 15 and 24 is an alarming 61%. So you begin now to have a conversation in, in this particular context. And... And 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 is it is it then fair of a society then to begin to engage around the number of three point eight as they engage those particular numbers that I just told you and begin to question that figure? As I indicated, mm. the the yes part is that as taxpayers and citizens, um, we are entitled to question mm. that which is being proposed yeah. as an increase already perceive as you know uh, public officials earning salaries but yeah um, in terms of another perception doing very little mm. but the irony is that our public office bearers to be motivated to stay focused mm. to have energy and to be willing to serve us and address the very same uh, eels and aspect that you have just highlighted now. Yeah, we need to take care of them, mm. look after them, pay them well. Mm. We need to make sure that, in comparison to what their peers and in the private sector, mm. that they are not worse off. Yeah, worse off, and that is the job of this independent commission when it looks into what is it that can be a a fair and equitable. Um, uh, increase to their salaries and or benefits. Mm. And at this point in time, please allow me to make reference to the memorandum that I've highlighted that it yeah. has been gazetted. Mm. It goes as follows. Analysis of factors prescribed by the Commission's Act. Mm. The following. When making recommendations referred to in the Commission, in the in the Act, the Commission must take the following sectors into account. Mm. The role, status, duties, functions, and responsibilities of the office bearers concerned, right. the affordability of different levels of remuneration of public office bearers, current principles and levels of remuneration, particularly in respect of organs of state and in society generally. Mm. Number four, the popular word inflationary increases. Number five, resources of the state and any other factor which in the opinion of the commission relevant and further down they also mention the impact of COVID-19 during the infamous year mm. Mm. 2020 and until it was repealed mm. and also they set out 
that they followed, what responses they, re- uh, um, they received, etc. Mm. And it is at this point in time that I must disclose that the Minister of Finance mm. was not necessarily in favour of the proposed 3.8%. And exactly, Osborne, I was, I, was I was about to go there. Yeah, I was about to go there, Osborne. So, so let's let's bring let's bring that into 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 the conversation as well. Inokodongwana then saying uh, he would have preferred a number of, and this I think was in his submission already, because like you said, you named those who had made particular submissions uh, when 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 this particular figure is 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 you know is is decided upon. And of course, you 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 said it's the Minister of Justice and and various other ministers. But Enoch Kodongwana says 1.5 percent would have been more palatable, uh, considering considering you know the extreme levels of of where the economy is. Um, and 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 he 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 carries on to say. Uh, Treasury has told the Commission public office bearers already receiving above average remuneration. That is part of the context also in which he then begins to argue for a figure of 1.5%. How much bearing do you think that has on a particular recommendation that is being made and one then that is going to be considered by the President? So the President has to consider now what the recommendation that, of course, the Independent Commission for the Remuneration of Public Office Bearers has made. How much, how much value does the President now have to put to what his own uh, Treasury is saying, what his own Finance Minister is saying, when the Finance Minister is saying, look, I'm the one who does the sums in this particular space. I'm the one who looks at the econ- e- economy. I'm the one who looks at what's in the piggy bank. And, 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 you know, I've done my sums and a figure of 1.5% is what I'm proposing. How much value or emphasis does that have on a president who needs to make a decision? A greater impact. The decision-making by our president is concerned. Mm-hmm. And analysts will share with you that there has been a trend where the president has not necessarily implemented the, imp- uh, the the recommended increase as it is put to him as a recommendation. They will tell you that he has a track record of coming in what the commission would recommend. And mm. one of those factors will be, uh, as much as he's surrounded by advisors, be it economic, legal, you name it, mm. that he will look at the responses that the relevant key stakeholders gave to the commission Mm. and then had a decision that he believes will be just, fair and reasonable under the circumstances. So to answer your question, yes, greater impact Mm. and that the trend is that the president has always come in but what is also interesting? Just to say that, say that again, of, Osborne. You you you're breaking up a little bit, Osborne. Just just say that again. The president has always. And uh, in terms of what the analyst uh, analyst will tell you, yeah. that has always come in. But the commission recommends. They yeah. say it has always been a trend uh, for him to come in just below. So that uh, mm, you mm. know, he seemed to be uh, mm. uh, objective, and he seems to take the other responses by the various stakeholders 
seriously, but more so because the Minister of Finance and to consider the prevailing adverse economic conditions and the extent to which the general population is affected by the low economic state in which our country itself. I must give credit to News24, and uh, that is where I'm quoting mm, the mm. basis for Honorable Minister Inokondogwana's mm. pay mm. salary increase. And I'm saying that may influence the mm. president. Mm. That is Osborne, from his advice around him. Mm, there's particular elements where the line does break up, uh, and we're lo- we're losing key key uh, elements of what Osborne is saying. And I just want to see with with our producers whether they can fix that particular line and bring it back to a place where uh, we're we're actually listening to Osborne in full sentences and where. What he's saying also then makes makes sense. It is Power 98.7 that you're listening to. Of course, it's Power Perspective and Power Perspective until midnight. It is the 4th of May, and my name's Denzel Taylor. The studio line to call is 0861987000. We're talking about the Independent Commission of, of Remuneration of Public Office Bearers recommending that the President, the Deputy, Minister, the Deputy President, Ministers, Deputy Ministers, Premiers, Members of Parliament, Judges, and also traditional leaders get, of course, a salary increase. I'm going to hope that the line with Osborne is better. Osborne, I was just... Um, there were key points there, Osborne, where the line was breaking up and, and a few chunks of what you were saying was going missing. I hope we're on a better line at this particular time. Osborne? Good evening, Denzel, again. Um, is it better now? It, it sounds it sounds so much better, Osborne. And, 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 and the line is not chewing up words as it was previously because I'd hear you say something and then it would chew up a few words and then you'd be back and you'd be making the point again. And, and, and I think... My apologies. He, no, 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 no. It's, it's load, load shedding. shedding. It's yeah. load shedding, Chief. Let's put the blame where the blame needs to be. Yeah. Uh, so we were, we were talking in that, last, in that last space about the president's then... Um, you know, um, prerogative to 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 stick with what he has. You know, come come a little lower than than the figure that's permitted to him. And then, obviously, I asked you about the treasury and and the kind of influence that you know that particular voice has on the president and his decision. And I think you were saying the president generally comes in on a number that's slightly below. And this has been the historical context that he comes in on a number that's slightly below the one that's put to him, uh, and, and that's been the trend. Indeed, and, and more so because of the impact um, of the Minister of uh, Finance's response to the commission mm. will have on him, as well as you know the advisors that are around him, economic advisors, legal advisors, you name it. Mm. But... Um, where we we took a break i was about to say what is also interesting is that the response from the justice minister was that he was supporting a 3.8 percent for both the judiciary and state institution supporting democracy such as the public protector and ironically earlier on before we came on air one of my fellow colleagues in the legal fraternity who at some stage was an acting judge, disclosed to me that, in fact, judges have not 
received salary increases mm. in the last seven five years. years or yeah. so. Five to seven so, years. Mm. Exactly. And so, that's and that's so. the point Ronald Lamola makes. He, he says, you know, uh, on the basis that judges have fallen behind the inflation curve for the past seven years, uh, Ronald Lamola has, has more or less supported the figure of 3.8%. Indeed. So we're now talking two key ministries, mm. justice and finance, that mm. gave... Uh, very you different, know, very different very views. Very different responses. And yeah. therefore, whatever impact that will have on the, pre- on the president's decision-making, I'm saying it will be quite interesting as to whether or not he will stay with the historical trend mm. by coming in just below to make everyone happy, including his ministers, or will he make history for the first time and mm. just um, um, accept the recommendation from the commission as 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 it is tabulated mm. and particularly with those factors that i mentioned earlier on that uh, public uh, office bearers are also human beings who are faced by mm. uh, who are faced with cost of living factors and a number of other uh, living expenses that we as ordinary citizens we encounter from time to time and more so, and I don't say this lightly, mm. that we need to get them to stay motivated. Mm. We need to get them to be, you know, uh, you know, to be willing to go extra mile. Because mm. the general perception is that, um, uh, you know, some public office bearers are not doing uh, enough mm. because perhaps they feel that they're not being pay, paid well enough. Et mm. But of course, our counter argument is that as much as their salary base may be lower, mm. they get too much benefits. We all yeah. know that mm. they get all these endless benefits. And, and I don't, they're not uh, for the purpose of our discussion, sure. but we yeah. know that they are. So uh, therefore, it's a win win or a 50-50 situation for the president to look into when considering this recommendation from uh, the commission. Mm. Just just for clarity's sake, Osborne, and, 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 and I think I understand what, what, is, what is before the president. Um, the, the president has the option, of course, of, of fiddling with this number. He, 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 he does not necessarily have to send it back to the Independent Commission for the remuneration of public office bearers as he normally sends stuff back to Parliament when he is not happy with something. On, on an issue like this, it, it, it is whether he accepts the figure and or he has the capacity after engaging then with various stakeholders to come back with a different figure. But he has the capacity, his office has the capacity to actually begin to engage a figure and to make that particular figure legal, right? Indeed. And, and, but what is more important is to also uh, interrogate uh, the basis of the Commission's recommendations mm. as well as his past determinations. And all of this are set out in this explanatory memorandum, which has since been published, slash gazetted. Mm. And I think some of those, the things that he has to consider, as, as the commission considered, would be the fiscal condition of the state, the state's wage bill, salary increment on the, salary increment on the fiscus, you know, what, what unions have been doing, previous presidents' determinations. Last year, I think it was 3%, stakeholder submissions, and then general economy status of the country. And then that's what the commission took into view, COVID-19 also falling into that. He would 
would then have to consider all of those things and then look at the recommendations, what the other stakeholders made as well. But I think um, he he has the ability and he has the authority uh, that I think you're confirming to rubber stamp a figure then that he feels comfortable with. He does not have to send it back. Indeed, he does not have to. He has the, the final say. And, yeah. and again, after carefully uh, looking at the basis for the commission's recommendations mm. and after applying his mind to all the relevant key um, aspects that he needs to take into account, including mm. the trend. And the table interestingly sets out that trend, which one would find in paragraph 45, where there was a recommendation of 4% and yeah. the president's determination for 2018-2019 was zero. Mm. And then uh, for other POBs, he then implemented 2.5%. Mm. And then again, uh, for other lower members of the POBs, 4%. Mm. And then there was a recommendation for POBs ending above 1.5 million. Mm. The recommendation was 3%. The president... Uh, determination was zero percent. Mm. POBs any less than 1.5 million. The recommendation was four percent. The president's mm. determination was zero. And then 2020, 2021, uh, all POB positions, the recommendation was zero. The president's recommendation was thank you very much. I'll take <laughs> that zero percent. Yeah. And then the last one, 2021 slash 2022, the recommendation was three percent, and it. the president's determination was. And they say in paragraph 46 that the commission does consider the fiscal condition of the state as demonstrated by the Minister of Finance from time to time, the state's wage bill, the impact of POBs, salary increment on the fiscal's previous president's determination, stakeholder submissions and general economic status of the country as it is recovering from the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. So you Mm. can see that uh, there's a whole basket of uh, economic factors and living living expense factors that need to be taken into account Mm. before the president makes a final determination insofar as this recommended uh, 3.8% increase his concern. Yeah. Osborne, on a, on a speculative note, and based on the fact that he can rubber stamp it, and he can opt to, 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 to have a, a different figure. So, so you know, if, if one looks at what happened with the flag, I think it was the 20 million rand flag, and, and public opinion went one way when the decision was made the other way. Um, when when there were particular regulations that 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 suggested ESCOM, you know, to, does not have to comply with 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 certain fisc, fiscal regulations and does and did not, you know, at at a, in one or, or 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 two options need to be audited, you know, where where various things were 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 made to 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 um, sort of enhance. Uh, the picture or the or the financial status of ESCOM, that also too, when the public went one way, government decided to, to, to cave in on the other side. There's already a particular public opinion about, you know, the 3.8 number. And I hear you saying, you know what, you've got to take it into consideration, you know, what the private sector is earning, not worse off, motivated and go through the extra mile. But 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 of late, we've begun to see government beginning to, you know, uh, lean 
lean towards the pressure that comes from society and and they've been caving in and caving in on those particular aspects uh there is a there is also that particular option where uh i presume he could i suppose difficult one because if it was merely a salary increase for himself he could say you know what i'm going to go with a zero percent but these are other stakeholders involved and and the difficulty yeah and the difficulty about twenty thousand, yeah yes and the difficulty is you know if you went for the option where you cave in to to societal pressures um you know you're deciding that particular aspect for so many other people and so many other you know p- uh, people who do very important work it would be a difficult one for him no doubt uh, this time around it will be especially when we are faced with the biggest elephant in our rooms that mm. is load shedding mm. and there is an outcry out there that perhaps not enough has been done uh, to either um, deal decisively with load shedding or at least to reduce its severe and negative impact on society. Mm. But, uh, you know, insofar as the Commission is concerned, they will argue that we've considered the relevant legislation, we've mm. considered a number of factors, we've considered the focus average inflation of 4.8% that was determined by the National Treasury mm. and that we have reduced same with 1% in consideration of all those factors that they have highlighted in this explanatory memorandum and that on this basis, uh, one and on a speculative basis, is that the president may be sympathetic this time around mm. and say, I need to hmm. get my civil servants motivated i need to get my public office bearers motivated mm. and take into account that some of them haven't received salary increases in a period spanning uh, of five to seven years mm. and therefore he may and this is my speculative uh, basis i'm mm. sure the advisors are listening i don't want them to say no mr mulaturi said you must take this 3.8 yeah. percent but i'm saying based on what i've highlighted that the president is likely to accept this recommendation mm. and make it a determination. Mm. Or at best, he may go a little bit uh, uh, below this 3.8%, take into account the average inflation that the Commission makes reference to, mm. uh, which is 4.8% as determined by the National Treasury. The other aspect, perhaps, towards the end of our discussion is that mm. the effective date for the adjustment of the salaries of these POPs is to be 1 April 2022, mm. with the exception of local government POPs, which is to be uh, to be effect from 1 July 2022, mm. and that the effective date will then be aligned with the financial year of POPs institution. So you can imagine the amount of patience, and one would wonder if in the private sector or in other industries, one will have such patience to wait over a year before you can even uh, get what you believe is due to you, a, a fair and reasonable cost of living salary increase. Mm. Where, 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 Osborne, I'm, 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 I'm about to, you know, I mean... <sighs> You, I think you've already stated, I think, in, in the conversation as to where you would stand, you know, considering, you know, the, 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 the uh, comparative with the private sector, not wanting to be worse off, you know, judges are where they are. Um, and, and I'm thinking that, 
you know, through the conversation um, and and you'd be leaning to a, a, a place where you also see the president making a particular recommendation in this particular aspect of 3.8% or maybe just below. Uh, here's here's a difficulty I sometimes have in in a place like in a place like this, and maybe it's an unfair question, but but let me put it to you anyway. You know when you yeah. see when you see unions negotiating, and unions yes. will start at fifteen percent, and government will say one point five. It's called and, double digit. They yeah. always start on a double digit. <laughs> yeah, start on that. Where do they get it? Yes. Yes, yes. but but yeah. government starts on a one point five. And mm-hmm. and 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 then of course they end I think on a six point something or a seven percent, but yes. but but the unions never forget the unions never forget that uh, at some point, you know there was there was a a a, a put on the table aspect of one point five, so yes. when they see a figure of three point eight percent, right, they say oh wow. You've given yourselves 3.8% and you wanted to give us 1.5 because that's where you started with the negotiation. They don't then, you know, factor in the fact that government might have ended on 7.8 or 7.5. They start and say, you wanted to give us 1.5. And and maybe rightfully so, you know, sometimes... Because I can already see Kosatu and all others, you know, uh, criticizing this particular increase. Um, that 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 just makes or muddies the water, doesn't it? When you do begin to have a figure like that, and 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 unions look at the kind of figure that you put on the table for them initially, and they had to fight and fight and fight to get to the the figure that they eventually get to. I agree with you. Mm. I agree with you. Uh, I mean, it's 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 quite a strange and if not unique process for both parties. Mm. Um, trade public service uh, trade unions, their negotiations takes place take place at the public service coordinating uh, bargaining council, mm. as the banner. Whereas for public office bearers, as a uh, you know we've indicated in our earlier discussion, this is sort of legislated process um, dealt with by the Independent Commission for Remuneration of Public Office Bearers, Mm. where on the one hand, they look at what is it that was the opening proposal Mm. vis-a-vis the end result, whereas in so far as unions are concerned, the trend has always been they start with a double digit. And I think they do so, if one were to put it lightly, that they do so because they know that if a particular one-digit figure is their target. So mm. they will start with an open of 15%, and then 10%, or 12 mm. and then ultimately they settle to a one-digit uh, figure. Mm. And most analysts have suggested that perhaps, you know, to save time and resources, mm. uh, you know, it's about time that the union, you know, start their wage negotiations on a reasonable mm. uh, figure such as a one-digit figure. Mm. But of course, yes, it, it will be concerning. Something uh, inflation-related, maybe. Mm. Exactly. Mm. This has been, uh, as, as, you know, as far as I can recall, even from my university, uh, university days, that it has always been suggested that, you know, use inflation, use inflation, use mm. CPI, use this, use that. But trade unions have said, no, 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 you must look at other factors. And one of the, the uh, you know, the sticky 
uh, factor that they always raises your base. Mm. You can't be talking a CPI increase or inflation or whatever to a base that is so low that on its own it doesn't even meet the living expenses of ordinary uh, workers in this country. Mm. And hence, as you recall, AMCO, uh, you know, going as far as demanding a magic figure of 12,500, which mm. led to an unfortunate uh, strike and Marikana, uh, uh, you know, mm. um, uh, the, I don't want to call it yeah, massacre. The, but yeah, the, how the, the events that happened there, yeah. The events that happened there, etc. So, so it becomes, you know, tough for a decision maker under those circumstances. So, an inflationary increase to a good salary base will mm. not necessarily be the same as uh, to a lower base salary like 2.5, 3.5 per month mm. uh, against somebody who earns about 300,000, 250,000, or put it this way, a, an annual salary over a million, mm. which is nowhere near what an ordinary worker in this country. So, Denzel, those are the kind of yeah. dynamics that require skilled facilitators, mm. skilled mediators to grapple with, to deal mm. with when it comes to wage negotiations between employers in various sectors and industries mm. and trade unions. Unfortunately, that is not the case insofar as this process for tonight yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. You don't need yeah. facilitators, you don't need mediators, mm. you need people uh, with competence who will make submissions to the independent commission mm. for remuneration. Like you said, um, it's technical it's and, and elaborative. Technical, it's elaborative, it's professional that makes submissions. And all of that, by the way, are set out in that memorandum. So you will see mm. those technical responses that were received from various mm. uh, stakeholders, you name it, and which will serve as um, a basis to persuade or otherwise the president in either accepting or not accepting the recommendation. And that's the key dynamic that mm. one needs to, to, to emphasize. Just, just like in the private sector. I mean, private sector, it's a, it's a performance review. Mm. You know, if you have done well, you've done uh, above uh, average and you have outperformed yourself, you mm. get a better increase. So mm. in private sectors, these are really issues that one see a lot of tension and, and a lot of uh, back and forth, uh, precisely because private employers do implement those performance reviews mm. uh, strictly uh, uh, for the determination of a salary increase. If you know you are a poor uh, performer, you know that you may you risk not getting any salary increase. Mm. So I think this is the kind of mindset that we need to start having as we consider salary increase mm. increases for public office uh, bearers. I mean, Denzel, at one stage, um, you know, there was, um, what do you call, um, excitement when mm. the president announced that from now onwards, all the public office bearers, starting with the cabinet ministers, will have performance agreements, mm. which will be aligned with their term of office and related. And in fact, I think at some stage we did have a, a, a minister within the presidency just mm. overlooking the performance of uh, ministers, public office, um, office bearers, and everyone was excited. And, about and, then, it. and then we never got there. And one needs to know what has come out of that yeah. because the goals are goals. If goals have not been met, if targets have not been met, mm. therefore, you know, 
those uh, affected uh, public office bearers should be made to account. Mm. And if it includes losing benefits or not getting an increase, so be it. Mm. This whole thing of what you call a wholesale approach in so far as salary increases are concerned uh, to some citizens and taxpayers is not accepted. So yeah. in other words, whether you're a good performer or not, there is going to be this general uh, determination for salary increase that the president is going to either approve or moderate when, in fact, some of them you know, may, may not be as good as we want them to be. For yeah. instance, where a judge has got so many judgments outstanding for mm. over a year, mm. but then he's going to get a 3.8%, etc. As, as, uh, as, 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 yeah, <laughs> as we've just seen in the recent cases where there are recommendations to the president. Yes, and this mm. you will not find in the private sector. I mean, mm. uh, if you haven't met your your particular FY uh, target, that's mm. it. You won't get a salary increase. You won't get a bonus. Mm. Uh, you name it, but uh, this is different when it and, comes and, to POBs. And, and, pe- and people might actually be talking about dismissal in the private sector if, if that Indeed. continued. Mm. Poor performance, dismissal for poor performance. Whereas here, you can uh, be a POBs from 1994 to date here. It doesn't matter whether you are 38 years, 45, 75, 97. You can be doesn't matter, you know, whether, and this is a, a different story, a different topic for another day. Absolutely. That uh, you, you have some some people who have been lucky enough to be POP since 1994, uh, the advent of democracy, <laughs> to date hereof. And you wonder, what is it that they have delivered mm. that justify them to stay longer? And and um, yet they have moved, and, and they have moved from portfolio to portfolio to portfolio. Indeed, and and, and you cannot, and you cannot actually remember what they did well in those particular portfolios and what stood out indeed and so so these are some of the uh you know uh, the aspect that uh, taxpayers and citizens in this country uh you know uh, take into account when they criticize you know any uh, um high perceived salary increase to to the pobs etc for instance i mean uh, and and again this is a topic for another day why mm. why should we be settled with a, a public office, I don't want to mention position, mm. you find that a certain public office bearer uh, had issues in this department, either performance issues or um, you know, disciplinary issues, etc. Guess what he does? Mm. He, gets, uh, he resigns and then suddenly reappears in another department. Yes. And, and more so because they are seen to be deployees, etc. Why, why are we settled with mm. that? Why can't they be a situation where they are barred from holding any public office because you can't be having them moving from one department to one de- department without even checking what is it that made them to leave the previous one. They had issues with the ministry. They had performance issues. Think about that, uh, what do you call it? Uh, that security fence that was supposedly installed on yeah, the border yeah. of Zimbabwe. Yeah. It's no longer there. Mm. And it cost us millions and millions. Yes. And so somebody must take responsibility for but, that then. And, and here's the problem, Osborne, is that the minister who was responsible and accountable for that particular aspect has moved on to tourism and, and, and is no longer at public works and, and, and no longer speaks for that particular aspect. And, and the new minister who then comes in begins to say, you know what, that wasn't my responsibility, but I have got a new page and I am now dealing with different things. And ultimately, when you do reshuffle people, and I think sometimes 
times the whole aspect of reshuffling is so that accountability is lost and so that you could just every few years or whenever just make that particular those aspects go away by amongst others reshuffling people and then the accountability is also reshuffled away with those particular individuals i mean in this particular case where you talk about the fence um you know patricia delille is 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 not the person you talk about the fence anymore you know she's the person that you talk about tourism to these days I can't take it further. You summed it up well uh, as we hit the midnight uh, dancer. Osborne Mola Tudi, thank you so much, bro. My pleasure. My extreme pleasure. It's always a pleasure, Chief. Okay. Okay, Denzel. That's Osborne, employment and labor expert, managing director at Mola Tudi Attorneys, taking us here or bringing us up here to midnight. Yeah, that's how we end the show. 3.3.8% of course has been recommended by the independent commission for the remuneration of public office bearers and those office bearers are the president deputy president ministers deputy ministers premiers members of parliament judges and traditional leaders and of course there's a different ranking for uh, the also the head of the official opposition within parliament and other offices as well and those in the in the main are those who might or might not be getting a figure of 3.8% but as you heard uh, Osborne say there the likelihood of the president disregarding the entire figure and going and saying, you know what, uh, I'm going to ignore the figure and I'm not going to uh, give anybody an increase is absolutely unlikely. It hasn't really been the the the, the way things have happened. Uh, there's been a particular you know pattern to this. And so he either just reduces the number a little bit, but um, not to the extent whereby he says, you know what? On a good day, because of the economy, we're not going to get salary increases across the board. He's not going to say that, of course. But, of course, there are the very important things that Osborne raises and says. Competitive salaries towards the private sector. You've got to give people competitive salaries. You've got to keep them motivated. And you've got to give them, uh, you know, a reason to be in the positions that they take up within government. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.